Well, good morning, church family. Here we find ourselves in our midweek devotional. Today is uh, Wednesday, July the 1st. Uh, so as we begin this new month, uh, as we are uh, on the downward side of 2020, as we uh, enter the month of July and we look forward to this coming weekend uh, as we celebrate uh, our independence, uh, we're going to take uh, and take a look at the purifying power of the Word of God in our lives as we be, uh, continue our study in Psalm 119 as we take a look at verses 9 through 16. Uh, but before we do, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for this day and as we pause for a few moments uh, to, uh, as it were, recharge us, to uh, remind us of the, the power of your word in our lives each and every day. May you guide our thoughts, our actions, uh, and the things that we, we speak uh, with your word so that we may build up and not tear down, that we would see the importance of being different than the culture in relation to uh, how we live. And we would pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as you know, uh, last uh, couple weeks, we've been uh, taking a look at Psalm 119 uh, as we took a look at the very first section uh, as we looked at verses 1 through 8. Uh, today, we're going to continue that uh, as we take a look at verses 9 through 16. Uh, but in case this is your first time, or just by way of remembrance for those who uh, have been uh, listening in for the last couple of weeks, a few things that we need to take and remember about Psalm 119. Uh, as we know, uh, it is the, the longest chapter in the Bible, uh, but also has a very special structure to it. It's what we call an alphabet acrostic because there are actually uh, 22 sections, uh, each containing eight verses, uh, and each one of those sections is for one letter of the Hebrew alphabet, giving us uh, 22 uh, letters and 22 sections. As we take a look at Psalm 119, uh, we need to remember that uh, the overarching theme uh, of Psalm 119 is the glory of God's Word. Uh, and as you know, we took a look at uh, the fact that the, almost every verse in Psalm 119 speaks to the Word of God. And it utilizes a few different uh, words that we, we uh, identified in our, our first study as our, in our introduction. And we will continue to see that uh, as we take a look at today's text. But words like word, uh, law, judgments, testimonies, commandments, statutes, and precepts are, are uh identifiers in relation to speaking to the Word of God, each with a, a, a special, a uh, little bit more in-depth meaning, uh, a little bit different focus. Uh, and as we uh, take a look at the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is Beth, uh, it's a, interesting to point out that it actually literally means house. Uh, and so as we take a look at this section, uh, we may have the uh, actual answer to how do we prepare our hearts to be a home for God's Word. So with that in mind, let me go ahead and read this full section, and then we'll take a look at verses 9 and 10 today. Uh, and next Wednesday, we'll take a look at the remainder of this second section. It begins in verse 9 by saying, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes 
and will not forget your word. So again, this is another beautiful passage as it takes a look uh, at uh, how we can prepare our hearts to be a home for God's word. As you'll notice there in verse 9, it says, How can a young man uh, make or keep his way pure? Now, this is not a question that even as a young man myself can say that this was something that I woke up each day and say, said to myself, how can I keep my way pure? And I think even as we use this as an example and some of the reasoning for this being a young man, uh, I, I think that the application as well as uh, the, the ability to apply uh, that to us today, uh, whether we are male or female, is of, of great importance because as we seek to live those lives that are holy and blameless before God, we, we need to seek and, and to know how we can keep our way pure before God. Uh, and so uh, as we think about that question, uh, it is a, a different question that maybe you've never asked yourself before. And Lord willing, as we finish this section, uh, it will be a question that you will ask yourself on a regular basis because we want to make sure that as we live, uh, we are honoring and pleasing God each and every day. Particularly uh, considering the fact that the world's mentality in relation to how they live life is, is actually uh, countercultural to uh, what the Word of God has to say. You know, the world will say, well, let's just live for the moment. Let's, let's enjoy this because uh, this is what I want. Uh, and not taking into consideration the ramifications of what that may entail uh, as uh, they seek and desire to live in that moment as they uh, throw caution to the wind and don't consider uh, the consequences of the choices and how that may affect them or how it may affect everyone around them or affect the world in which they live. And I think even as we think about this, this is timely in relation to our nation uh, where people are not thinking about their actions, instead are uh, just fulfilling uh, their, their angst, their desire, uh, their um, mentality at that moment, not realizing the, the great impact that has not only uh, on them, but also the people all around them in our nation as a whole. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're just using that mentality to go for it now because they have nothing to lose. Uh, and the fact is, is that we all have something to lose. Uh, and we cannot live uh, in these fleeting moments and not consider the fact that we are eternal beings. Uh, and so as we live today, uh, how can we keep our way pure? And two, even from a, a mental standpoint uh, and a, a morality standpoint, uh, the world is right now uh, taking a look at truth and, and making truth completely subjective to the individual. So what is good for me uh, is not necessarily good for you, but that's okay because you can make whatever truth, whatever reality, whatever fact in your own life a truth for yourself. Uh, and the problem is, is that that means that no one really has any sense of right or wrong, any sense of truth, and, and if it's subjective to each individual, what, what or who determines what's right or wrong? Uh, and that's the importance of us understanding that God is overall that he is the one to whom we have to give an account, that he is the one who is going to judge every careless word, he is going to keep us accountable for everything that we do, uh, whether we are a believer in him or not. And so this is a call for us even today 
uh, as people say, well, don't impose your beliefs, your you know, convictions upon me, when in reality, uh, God is the one who is stipulating uh, how we are to live, you know, because he is the one who sustains life. He is the one who it, we are going to be given an account to one day. Well, notice that it says young man uh, in this text. You know, how can a young man keep his way pure? Now, this is not a coincidence. Uh, I think that uh, the psalmist here uh, is pointing out something that's a very much a reality. Uh, and I can speak as one who was a young man once, uh, not so young anymore. Uh, but the fact is, is that temptations and um, surrendering to sin uh, catches us in our youth. Uh, think about all the, the choices that you may have made or not made uh, that would have been for your benefit or made that were not for your benefit when you were younger. You know, when we're young, we think we're indestructible. We think that, that there's nothing that can overtake us, that uh, we will conquer everything and the adrenaline rush that we can have in relation to having an authority over ourselves and our actions uh, gives us uh, very little in relation to uh, understanding the ramifications of our choices, uh, gives little to the fact that uh, we're not acting out of uh, wisdom, but instead of, out of emotion and out of uh, just gut reactions. And you know, when we're young, uh, we're learning to figure out who we are. And so there are a lot of stimuli, uh, not only in our own minds as we, we consider who we are and our upbringing, uh, but also, too, the, the peer pressure can, that can be uh, imposed upon us to cause us to, to, again, throw caution to the wind and make poor choices. And even, too, when we're young, uh, we're battling all kinds of desires as we uh, find ourselves um, re realizing that we are uh, beings that have desires, uh, and that uh, a lot of those are, are driven and, and our world makes and gives testimony to the fact that uh, we live in a, in a sexual revolution. And so we are bombarded uh, left, right, forward, backward in relation to uh, things that will pull our attention. And particularly uh, for young men and young women uh, to find themselves being tempted uh, to engage in uh, something that God established as being only a part of the marriage bed, uh, and that is to do like the world and, and think that sex is for me to enjoy uh, whenever I want to enjoy it because there's no ramifications. And if for some odd reason a life is uh, given in relation to our, our encounter, uh, we can get rid of it. Uh, and so we justify abortion. And so you can see that as the psalmist you know, realizes that uh, it's important for a young man or young woman uh, to uh, think and ask the question, how can I keep my way pure, uh, is even pertinent for us today. This is why we must begin early to set into place an objective, absolute, and eternal truth, which we can only get from God himself. So how can a young man or young woman keep his way or her way pure? Well, it says there at the end of verse 9, by guarding it according to your word. So guarding, or some translations say taking heed. So the thing that we need to see here is that it actually takes effort. It takes work because this does not automatically happen. Um, it would be great if we were automatically pure, uh, that I didn't have to question my intentions or my thoughts or my desires. 
But the truth is, is that we still battle with sin. Uh, and sometimes we give in uh, to those wrong actions, those wrong words, those wrong thoughts. Uh, and so therefore we have to work at making uh, the, the uh, platform or the foundation for uh, making our way pure. Uh, and how do we do that? By guarding it, you know, taking heed to it by the word of God or according to the word of God. And it made me think about a pas the passage in 2 Timothy, or not 2 Timothy, 2 Peter chapter 1. Uh, and I'd like to read this to you. And I just listen to what it says, because God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness so that we can have a, a victorious life where we can guard and keep our way pure. Uh, so listen to what it says here in 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. It says, His divine power, uh, speaking of God's divine power, has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So right there, uh, we have been granted the precious and very great promise of, of life eternal, of forgiveness of sin uh, through the very divine power of God through Jesus Christ. For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith, which we know from Ephesians 2, 8, 9 is a gift from God, with virtue and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and increasing, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he has or, had, or was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, uh, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So this passage here in, in 2 Peter chapter 1 reminds us that we are partakers of the divine nature, that we have been given something that we did not have before. And that divine nature gives us the ability uh, to, uh, with God's power, uh, protect uh, that purity uh, to help us be blameless and pure. As we have these qualities are ours and increasing, it said it will neither render you ineffective or unfruitful. Uh, and that's what we need. We need to be fruitful in those things that pertain to, to purity and keeping our way pure. Another passage to remind me was actually in 2 Timothy. Uh, it is the one where it, Paul encourages young Timothy to flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on, on the Lord from a pure heart. Listen to what Spurgeon said in relation to this. He says, Young man... The Bible must be your chart, and you must exercise great watchfulness that your way may be according to its directions. 
You must take heed to your daily life as well as study your Bible. And you must study your Bible that you may take heed to your daily life. With the greatest care, a man will go astray if, he, if his map misleads him. But with the most accurate map, he will still lose his road if he does not take heed to it. The next version sums up very well that we need to take heed. We need to uh, make sure that we are guarding our, our purity according to the word of God. That brings us to verse 10, which says uh, again, uh, With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Now see, this is the second section, and here we've seen a, a repetition here of making sure that we do this, or to what extent we guard our hearts with the word of God. And he says, with our whole heart. Uh, again, that's all that we are, uh, so that we keep it, like it says in verses 2 and 3 of Psalm 119. Uh, to seek with our whole heart, not just our, our mind, not to just give it a, a, uh, a head nod that, yes, that's true, and yes, that's something I should do, but instead actually taking it to our very heart and making it part of who we are so that it actually can affect positive change. He says, with my whole heart, I seek you. Again, do you see the action? Seeking. We need to seek after God. We need to guard with, uh, with God's word so that we may keep our way pure. And he says, let me not wander from your commandments. It reminded me of the fact of, uh, that we do wander. We do stumble and fall from time to time. It reminded me of the words of come thou fount. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let that goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. See, we need to condition ourselves to dread the prospect of wandering away from God. To, as it were, disappoint him or cause him grief because we are not guarding according to his word our way so that our way may be pure. See, God's authoritative commands, uh, his commandments, uh, as we see this word here, should define our being. It should be part of who we are every day so that we do not wander away from the shepherd's side. So may this uh, teaching today uh, bless you and may it give you the, the extra, as it were, shot in the arm uh, to guide you through the remainder of this week until which time we can gather together in worship as we look forward to our time on Sunday. Well, God bless you, church family, and uh, let's just close in a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, this teaching today. We thank you for the reminder that we need to guard our way uh, according to your word, that your word needs to be a part of our lives each and every day, and that you've given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, and that if the qualities that are mentioned uh, in 2 Peter are ours and increasing, that they render, render us neither ineffective uh, or unfruitful. And Lord, I pray that you would just uh, allow that to be what defines us in the remainder of this week. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, have a great uh, Wednesday, church family, and we'll see you next time.